What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us for the second season of exploring the best voices and stories the Heartland has to offer. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County, Season 2. Our guest today uh, grew up right here in York. Uh, she's a York grad uh, who moved away after graduation um, and has now found her place back here in York. Uh, she has a passion for education, and I'm really excited for her to get to share a little bit about um, the education that she's involved with. Uh, so please welcome Sandra Blue into the show. Thank you. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit about um, you know when you first moved away, um, so going to school at university, um, your first um, maybe a few jobs or things like that. And so talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I graduated high school from York in 2001. And I went to UNL thinking that I was going to be this, I don't know. I thought I was going to go to school for dance. Mm-hmm. I did dance most of my life. I was on the Duguets. I just thought dance would be a great thing. That's what you were going to do. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like the first week of college, that was a no. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, I just did generals for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Then I decided I was going to be a fashion merchandising major. I had worked at the Buckle in high school. Like, why wouldn't I know those things? I read clothes. Yeah. So, of course, let's just try that next. I like to buy clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know... I mean, I'll be honest, school wasn't like my number one priority. It probably was, didn't come the easiest to me. Mm-hmm. So those classes just were a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. So I actually took a year off of school. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll save money. I'll go to hair school. That's, that's, that's what my passion yep, is. Yep. I'll find the next one. Yep. Right. Next on the list. Yep. Well, I actually nannied for the year that I didn't go to school. Okay. Um, it was actually for my aunt. So it was my cousin. And I really built just a passion for babies. And I always knew, I thought, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a baby nurse. Mm-hmm. But I can't stomach blood. That type of stuff, yeah. Nope, mm-hmm. none of that stuff. Nope, nursing is not for me. <laughs> um, so finally, after a year of being a nanny, I was like, wow, well, I, like, I like babies. I like infants. I like children. Why not go into early childhood? And there is a degree in... Um, at UNL that is just child development, which is under the family and consumer science degree. So I did it. And once I started classes, it was so easy. It was just like, oh, I really wish I could have gone back in time and like known that was... Done this from day one. Right. You know, as, 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 as much fun as you're probably having and yeah, enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I met so many people. I know that UNL has such amazing child development professors that I got, I received such a great education there. So I graduated um, and my first job was, well, my first job getting ready to graduate, I worked at a, I did work at a child care center. Get, right before you graduated, you that's when you were starting to do some of that kind yep, of stuff? Yep. Okay. I worked, you know, summer, you need a job. Mm-hmm. And so I worked there. Um, so sometimes when you're a part-time staff and you don't have 
the degree, you kind of get put everywhere. Mm -hmm. You get to do a little bit of everything, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't a very good experience. Mm -hmm. But I met um, a lady that taught dance in the, she traveled the childcare centers in Lincoln and she was looking for staff. And that was kind of my dream once I graduated to actually do that on my own. So I started with her when I graduated and I, we taught dance in the childcare centers from like three years old to five years old, or it might've been younger than that. So you traveled around to different Lincoln centers or Lincoln and Omaha or just Lincoln? I was primarily in Lincoln. They have one in Omaha and they have one like in the Council Bluffs area, but I was just in Lincoln and we just teach dance for 30 minutes. The idea is for the children to not have to go, like they can get their dance experience while Mm -hmm. they're at childcare and not have to. Yep. And then their parents don't have, that's one less, maybe one trip to the center or something. Yep. Um, so I got to see a lot, a lot of, a lot of daycare centers, some good and some not so good. You kind of have to sit in your car and be like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. We even did fun things like camps in the summer, like sports camps. And it, it the kids really enjoyed it. No doubt. Um, it was easy to get burned out by that, though, just because you're driving so much mm-hmm. from All one place to another. One center, I felt like I lived center. in my car. Mm-hmm. Was that so that was like... Was that like eight to three all day? You were just teaching, day, like going around? Well, kind of. Like, but how'd your day break down when you did that? Like in toddler, toddlers and preschoolers, they um, take a nap. Yeah. So, of course, those you, lucky ones. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we get to take a nap? Um, so you go in at like 9.30 and the classes were only 30 minutes, but there might be more than one class if the class was huge. Um, but yeah, so it'd be from 9.30 to whatever, noon, then you'd kind of have like this break. I guess you could go get lunch, but it was kind of like, now what do I do? And then go back and do, um, classes in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind, it was of, kind, like, of, kind of like a choppy normal day, but yeah. I mean, not so much. Yeah. So you, you did the teaching dance and then what was the next move after you were going around teaching dance? So, um, I was burned out. I think I only did it for a year and a half and by that time I knew once I really liked to want childcare centers that I really like to go to every day um, I started kind of feeling out like hey do you have any openings and there was one that I really liked and I um, got a job there I started in the preschool room my passion was infants so um, I waited for the opening for an infant room and I worked there um, for five years um, until I moved back to York. And where was this at? This was in... Um, it was in Lincoln. Still in Lincoln? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So how did you get from Lincoln to York? How did that happen? Well, another passion that I have is um, teaching dance. Yep. 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 So I, so I helped teach... Um, at a studio here in York for my freshman year of college. I drove with another lady down here twice a week, I think. And that was too much driving for an 18-year-old 
college freshman college students. Um, so my mom had recently remarried. She was in Crete, um, around Crete, and she was the chamber director. And she's like, well, there's some interest in a studio or another studio in Crete. Um, maybe you could try that. So at 19, I started my own business. <laughs> that had to be crazy. Yeah. How did you... I don't... I, it's such a blur, and it was so many years ago. I don't know. I just kind of took what all I learned, because um, I took from Sue Ann Romar while I was in York. I just kind of took all the great things I learned from that studio and tried to implement them myself. Clogging was my biggest passion, so I always... You know, I really felt like I put a lot of heart into that with the clogging side. Mm -hmm. Did you, were you constantly calling Sue for different, like, how I to mean, do once things, in a while, or... but I just, you know, at 19, don't you know it all at yeah. 19? <laughs> or you think you do? <laughs> so, you know, we'd, we'd connect once in a while, but um, actually, the, the crazy thing is when I started, when I opened the studio, there was a third studio that opened in Crete at the exact same time. Um, and they were, they were a, like a sister studio to Lincoln. Okay. And we both are having the, you know, they had a very like artistic ballet background and I'm clogging kind of dance team, mm -hmm. very different styles. But after our first year, we collaborated and I, we taught together. Okay. So, so I learned of, a lot from also that studio as that well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and after doing it one year, it's a recital's hard to do <laughs> run by yourself. And so it was neat to actually um do that to try out um to try to do that with someone else. And so I learned that from there from that studio. We worked together. Um and then they kinda wanted to just focus on their Lincoln studio. So I just took that over and kept that for probably eight more years. So for how long did you teach over there in Crete? So I taught for 10 years. 10 years over there in Crete. Yep. And so my, I don't, I guess it would be the summer of 2013, I think. Um, I connected with Kirby, um, Kirby Crawford and she was expanding her studio. She was going to build bigger and wanted, um, asked me to be on their team. And so my 10th recital I knew was gonna be my last year. Um, and I was ready to move on to York and start. It was, it was stressful and it's not very nice to say, but I don't have a very good business Back. I don't know. I don't know how if to it run wasn't a business. For you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to run a business. So, um, what you love to teach. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. So I knew I'm like, Oh, okay. I, if someone else can just do the business part and if I can just focus on my love, mm -hmm. that'd be, that'd be exactly. the dream. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so. awesome that you were able to eventually, you know, find that, you know, even though for 10 years, that's quite a one, you know, quite some time to run something. You know, even if you, if you think you did it poorly, to run something for ten years is still an accomplishment. Right. So that's that's incredible. Um, so were you teaching dance and going to school at the exact same time, I like was. through university and everything? Yep. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. You no wonder you didn't have time for anything. Yeah. You didn't think. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that was. I mean, everyone has a well. 
maybe not everyone, most people have jobs while they're going to college. So it was, you know, my income. So yeah, it, it put me through college. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, so Kirby invites you back 2013. Um, so what's it like kind of leaving from, you know, you where you're in control for everything. You, you make all the decision, everything falls on your shoulders to now, you know, you're working with someone, you're reporting to them, kind of how did that kind of change? Oh, right, that is for sure. I, I, to be honest, it was a relief because I learned so much more about dance that I wasn't educating myself on. The past 10 years, I kind of did my own thing, so I learned a lot more. Um, it was it was kind of nice for someone to tell me what to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because probably for a while there, I mean, like you said, yeah, you may have been stuck trying to just keep the business going. You weren't trying to learn new things, and so you were just focused on how do I keep this going, how do I keep this going, right. and not enough on... I need to learn this in order to keep this going in order to learn this in order yeah. to so that, yeah that would be nice to be able to transition to be able to have um, so what have been some of the I guess some of the classes you teach over there at Kirby's what are what are some of the uh, well since I have an early childhood background I teach a few preschool kindergarten classes so those are tap and ballet and they have a hip-hop class so they are they're fun. That's my passion. That's my that's my age right there. Um, I help with the first through third grade. We do jazz, hip hop, palm, and ballet. That's what I teach this that's year. You just teach. you know, it just changes up once in a while. And then what are the whole like? What are the like? How do you progress? As you know, is it do you all the way? Do you stay through clogging all the way through? Do most people, or I guess. What's kind of, I don't know anything about dance. So like, how does, how does like. Well, that's uh, why you need to talk to Kirby now. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, how, like. Uh, so we have them by ages. Mm -hmm. So they get to, um, the dancers and parents get to pick what they want to do. Um, each class is. So what are the, the disciplines, I guess? What are the, like, is it clogging, hip hop, you said? So each class is individual. Mm -hmm. There are 30 minutes each. Mm -hmm. What are the forms of dance that. Kirby teaches like so yeah you say yeah, dance yeah, to me yep, yep, that yep, means yep, nothing yes yes so like I said so she's got clogging tap ballet jazz hip-hop palm lyrical just I mean what's the difference between clogging and tap oh, I feel like okay, most people okay, are gonna okay, say okay, well those two okay. are the same well the shoes <laughs> and all the steps but taps are you know the taps have a flat tap on them and then the um, clogging shoe has two taps that make an extra sound so there's them. a distinct sound difference yes. between the two yes and do you their do both? movements are different yeah <laughs> perfect i don't know anything about dance That's right. <laughs> um so you've been doing the teaching thing to um from 2013 and then you started at sixpence right in August of the yeah. next year of 2014. So, yep. So we had moved here. I um, taught dance. And then after being here for a year, I definitely missed applying my degree, essentially. Um, so I put an application in to um, York Public Schools. I pretty much was like, whatever. You, if you want me to 
I don't, I don't care. I just want in the school. I actually didn't even know about sixpence. Okay. So when I was yeah, what called, were you applying for? I, I don't know. You were just I just whatever. I could be a para. It was Mike Lucas, right? Was that, I, was that who you were or who are you talking? Because I don't have um, I don't have a teaching certificate. So I mean, really, it was I could be a para if that's where is need where needed. Um, so you actually, Beth Erickson, Beth? I think had since I had um been at the studio. I had had her daughters in dance. Um, she knew Kirby. She had stopped in and said, what is your degree? And I told her it's early childhood education. Um, and they were hiring. Sixpence was hiring and they were looking for a home visitor. And thankfully I had the qualifications to be, um, to be a home visitor. How, what is a home visitor? I guess. So Sixpence is um, a private endowment funds through um, Susie Buffett, the mm-hmm. Buffett, um, there's the Buffett Institute. There's a lot of Buffett funds that go through early childhood programs. Um, there's a home visiting side that home visitors go out to homes, obviously, <laughs> and visit at-risk families, um, prenatal to three years old, and they work on their development. They work on um, activities with their, with the, it's actually like a coaching model, coaching the parents working with their child. Um, Really, it's like, getting them preschool ready. You don't, you don't really want to say preschool ready because that's who is, what's preschool readiness. I mean, people say kindergarten readiness, but it's really helping those families that might not have, um, the ability to take their child to a high quality childcare and they're at home and that home visitor can come to them, bring them an activity that's age appropriate for their child and work on it, the home visitor goes out weekly. And so you're gonna come back the next week and revisit that activity and maybe coach that parent more on this right activity, or sorry, on the same activity. Um, home visitors are great resources for those families. Um, they might not know where to get a housing voucher or that they can get a car seat at Four Corners or where to get um, WIC, they just, they need, um, they might need a little more help with those resources. Why is it important to get these kids ready to have these skills? One of the um, first activities that we do with a parent when we um, meet with them is talk about brain science. Mm -hmm. So the brain is fully developed 90% by the age of three. And so all the interactions, all the things that happen to that child from prenatal to three are really going to impact how they develop and how they grow to even be, I mean, once they go to school, once they go into the workforce. So it's it's important to have that foundation so that way when they get to... um, Elementary school, yeah. That, that you're not having to, I yep. guess maybe reteach things. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna make all these connections. 
They're going to learn how to sit. They're going to learn how to walk. And those connections are made and they stick. And they're going to learn they're going to learn math skills when they're infants in a way that you wouldn't believe, but that's going to carry them on to school. Okay. Sixpence, um, what's something that you kind of wish more people knew more about either early childhood education or about the Sixpence program? Right. So now that, so I was a home visitor and now I'm an early childhood coach. Mm-hmm. Um the school wrote for another grant for the child care partnership. And now I um, am able to go out into providers in home and center base and coach them. And I think what I've learned or what I've become to have a passion for is that child care is not, it's not babysitting. There's, they, just like being at home, obviously the parent is going to be their number one teacher. But if they do go to a provider for so many hours of the day, that provider is also, you know, encouraging making those connections in that brain just as much. And they're worth way more than what they're given. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, it's, yeah, it's very important. Um, what's the statistic for every... Uh, was every dollar invested into childcare is returned like eight times over or three times over or something there like is that. there's i I wish I knew those statistics better because um there's also this awesome graph that shows um all um incarcerated you know how much how many dollars are being put in, into you know prisons just incarceration and if you took that much money and invested it into early childhood you could see a different turnaround right yeah you could probably i mean essentially you would need you to maybe not eliminate that same amount of money but i mean it'd be pretty close to you'd be reducing the amount of money spent on that side and shifting it to the other side and so um there's been some interesting things with child care in york county can you talk a little bit about um the Child Care Alliance that yeah. exists in York and you know what they do and the purpose of that organization? Mm-hmm. Um, so the Child Care Alliance was formed in the summer of 2017. Um, the York County um, Health Coalition had shown that many people expressed that child care, there's a need for child care. And it wasn't exactly pinpointed what the need was. It's just there's a need there. Just like there's a housing need, a housing need. Mm-hmm. there's a childcare need of some, you know, some capacity. So a group was formed that have a passion for it. But the awesome thing that happened was Nebraska Children and Families Foundation started a, another fund because Sixpence is also from that same funding source mm-hmm. um, called Communities for Kids. And they picked York to be one of their first um, sites. So we were kind of one of the pilot starting out sites to be this Communities for Kids. And they supported us finding what our needs were. I think a lot of times people thought our needs were that we need a building. And maybe we do. Maybe there are still a lot of children that um, aren't being served because there's lots of waiting lists because we know Infants and toddlers have lots of waiting lists due to ratio to um, child to adult. But 
um, what came out of that was the providers in the county are looking for support too, especially the in-home providers. They are at home for at least, they're probably at home 12 hours a day by themselves with children and not many other adults to bounce ideas off of or even talk to. So through Communities for Kids, we created a child care alliance and it's almost a support group. So I facilitate the group and we meet monthly and it's open to anyone. You don't even have to be licensed. You can just come to the meetings anyway and we just talk about um, what the needs are. If there's a training, I try to bring, because um, providers need um, in-service hours. So if there's a training and um, cost might be a barrier, Communities for Kids can help um, with that. the funding on that. Um, even if they want resources, um, I know that we had a grant writing class in December and they were excited about that just because obviously funding is a hard thing to support any provider. Um, we usually have an annual meeting in the summer um, that really hones in on where those needs are and where we can set our goals for that next year. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember all the communities that were that first pilot um, year, but Marty Beard is who um, started Communities for Kids and she was our direct contact. She helped us put out a survey. So in, I think it was in February of 2018, we put out a survey to the community and that's kind of where we saw that maybe it wasn't where um, the numbers were. We saw a lot of childcare is not an issue for me because my husband work or, you know, my partner works day shift. I work night shift. It's, it's worked out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I know that some people say the the evening care, overnight care, or weekend care, we didn't see it on the survey. Maybe we could resurvey again. Um, but like I said, that's where it came. That survey came out of um, showing that the providers really wanted resources and mm -hmm. how to help the existing children that they're seeing every day. So Communities for Kids had the um, ability to help us put the survey out. Um, and put all the information on a nice one sheet paper with graphs on it, um, just showing where we're, where the county's at. The, Marty's just great support, you know, we'll have ideas about, even like I said, like our annual meeting, she comes and helps facilitate all that because she asks, you know, the, the right questions from the right person. Mm -hmm. um, there's some funding that comes with that, that we're able to do things like give incentives to the providers, when they come to meetings, or I know um, Henderson also did a survey to find out more about their um, childcare needs, or just um, I think even like after school needs as well. And they used um, some of that funds to give incentives for their um, participants. Um, they also partnered so with First Five, and they have started a um, policy leadership academy that mm -hmm. they. Um, want um, participants from the Communities for Kids to go through and we learn about talking to your senators or talking to um, talking to businesses, talking to 
people that don't know early childhood, like how to frame that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and Communities for Kids encourages bringing the economic side yeah, on board as well. It's been good to see so many. I mean, just you know, I, I've only been involved with the organization for a year, um, but I remember when I helped out with the marketing hometown America. Childcare was something that was kind of brought up from that, and that's kind of helped, you know, lead to get to the, the Alliance to the point where it is, to get Henderson to the point where it is. Um, I know Bradshaw, uh, the community of Bradshaw is having conversations about childcare because they realize how important it is just for their their small community. Um, so yeah, it, it's great to see so many of these uh, smaller communities starting to realize because that's really going to help with you know helping people move to York and, and help with that housing, the housing problem and everything like that. And so, um, yeah, it's been phenomenal, all the work that the Alliance and the Communities for Kids and um, Rosie Reddy, all these different mm-hmm. programs that are uh, coming to York and, you know, being taken advantage of. It's, yeah. it's great to see all that. Yeah. Um, so trying to shift gears a little bit, um, you were married, I believe, in 2014. Um did you guys know you wanted to stay in York at 2014 or was it like, okay, we'll, we'll stay here for the next five years. And then at that point we'll play it by ear and see what we're going to do or kind of what's been the game plan the last few years about why you've chosen to stay in York. Well, after living in um, Lincoln for so long, I mean, after college and adding up all those years, it was over 10 years of living in Lincoln. And I know that my husband and I, both want to be wanted to be back in York it was just York was familiar in the sense of schooling so we knew that we did not want our child to just we didn't want him to grow up in a big town Mm -hmm. or sorry a big city and the school district seemed so big and overwhelming we just knew that York was just the right spot for us and the right size honestly we've never talked about going anywhere else <laughs> it's always been we're here. lifers <laughs> always been here yeah um, so you're also um pretty involved in the community with um, some different organizations whether that's um you know helping out over at the elks club and stuff like that um what are some um other you know great things about being a member of the elks Lodge here in town well you know my husband became a member of the elks first and he was very involved right away. We had um, friends like Matt and Audrey Walford and Brian and Steph Bellows that they were very involved. So we just really fell into being involved also. So it made sense that I would become a member too if I was going to, you know, volunteer at the hoop shoot. Mm-hmm. Or um, what happened was Audrey, um, she's a go getter. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> she likes to, if there's, you know, if there's a grant available, we're going to get it. And a few years ago, she um, wrote for a, um, I think it was called the Promise Grant, and it was to help, you know, at-risk families. And I said, I have a great connection for you. So we have had the past two years, we've had a um, Christmas holiday celebration for the Sixpence and Early Head Start families. And we have it at the Elks. We have it. Uh, we have Santa come. We have a breakfast oh, brought nice. in. Um, so it's it's things like that. It's it's reaching out into the community and giving back. That's I mean that's probably the biggest thing that the Elks is is giving back to their community. And I think that's a great place to be. 
No, um, yeah, definitely is a, a great group of talent to uh, you know, be a part of, and especially to meet so many people. I mean, there's so many interesting, so many age ranges that come in through that place, you know, from um, some of the younger people that just moved to town that are 24 or whatever, you know, to, to the individuals that know everything about town, yeah. <laughs> and then some. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have that uh, group to be able to kind of fall back on and, you know, I have always you know, have another kind of sense of family, you know, yeah. down there. It, that's truly what it kind of feels like. Um, is there anything else that you want to kind of leave for the podcast? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to promote um, that's maybe coming up, um, either work or professional or anything like that, personal? Oh, when you um, ask me on the spot, I should know <laughs> these things. I can't think of anything right now. The dance studio have anything, like a recital They'll have up? the recital. The, so that'll be going on. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, Aurora Studio has a um, dance recital on Sunday, and York's is on Saturday. It's it's pretty awesome. It's and then, a, yeah, um, the Elks just had their um, feed last yep, weekend. They had their game feed um, to raise, just really raise money for the Elks Lodge to give back to the scholarships that they put out there every year, um, which was great attendance, as always. And um, then I think you have a... a, a daycare meeting tonight i do have a meeting tonight yeah um perfect yeah yeah. so we'll make sure to get that information out yeah um perfect but yeah thanks for uh taking some time for sitting down with me and it was a pleasure to learn a little bit more about you and share everything that's great um going on with child care and and everything like that so thanks again for your time this is 17 county a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Listen.